Hi, I'm uh, Gavin Givadoni. I'm a neurologist that specializes in the management of multiple sclerosis, and I'm based at Barts and the London School of Medicine and Dentistry. In this particular MSLF newsletter, I discuss uh, diet, obesity, and MS outcomes uh, simply because I've been criticized by quite a few commentators by promoting lifestyle factors as a treatment for multiple sclerosis. Uh, they making the point that I'm using it as a euphemism to try and push uh, weight loss uh, so people uh, uh, can be uh, reminded that they're obese uh, and that I should probably play down the importance of lifestyle factors in the management of MS. I think this is incorrect. Um, I do talk about diet and the only diets I have promoted uh, from a basic science perspective are caloric restriction, intermittent fasting and ketogenic which are the low carbohydrate, uh, high fat, high protein diets. I've never promoted these diets for um, weight loss. I've uh, promoted them on the background of biohacking because all of these diets are associated with a process called ketogenesis, ketosis, either intermittent or continuous. Uh, and we know from animal models that when you generate so-called ketone bodies, some of them are potentially neuroprotective and they may be pro-remyelinating, in other words, help the central nervous system uh, to recover. The fact that people who go onto these diets uh, lose weight is a added bonus, but it's not the primary reason for promoting these diets uh, in people with multiple sclerosis. Um, and I would ref refer you to a, a previous uh, MSLF newsletter I had done on this, which is about the uh, MS, which is the best diet for managing multiple sclerosis. Saying that though, um, I also promote exercise um, and there's two types of exercise that have been linked to improved outcomes in MS. One is aerobic exercise uh, and the other one is high intensity interval training or HIT. And both of these change uh, the biology uh, of the nervous system and have been shown at least in animal models and other disease areas with some emerging evidence in MS that they do improve or promote recovery of function. Uh, and we also know that exercise potentially has anti-inflammatory effects by uh, modulating the peripheral immune system. So yes, exercise has been promoted as a potential add-on treatment for MS, not necessarily to uh, fat shame or criticize people about their poor lifestyle. But again, I suppose it's up to you as an individual with the disease. If you are uh, overweight uh, or obese, uh, it's a choice between doing that and staying like that uh, or trying to make a difference. And I suspect that if you are overweight and you want to lose weight, bring it up with your doctor, your neurologist or your MS nurse specialist and things can be done uh, in terms of uh, helping you. I say this with confidence because there is data that's been published from studies showing that if you are overweight or obese, you're much more likely to have various comorbid diseases, particularly metabolic syndrome, which is high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes or prediabetes, and all these factors that have been linked to poor MS outcomes. So there are important reasons why you should lose weight if you are overweight to try and reduce your risk of getting these comorbid outcomes. 
um, uh, which have been associated with a much more rapid progressive disease course or worse outcome. So that's another reason why um, we have to promote a, a healthy lifestyle to prevent these so-called comorbid diseases. And the other thing is there is now evidence that if you take people with MS who are obese and you treat them with uh, bariatric surgery, for example, so they lose a lot of weight, they have markedly improved uh, quality of life uh, and some of the MS outcomes improve. Just to give you an example, I had a, a patient that I look after who had primary progressive uh, MS and he weighed about 130 plus kilograms and he was severely disabled from his MS and his obesity. I mean, his BMI was well over, well over 35, which is in the uh, range of morbid obesity. Anyway, he took control of his obesity and he lost a lot of weight over about a two-year period and brought his BMI way down and I think he came in when I saw him and he was weighing about 85 or 86 kilograms which was probably normal for him. Anyway his EDSS went from having to walk with two walking sticks 6.5 and he brought it right down to 5.0 and got, a, got rid of his sticks. That wasn't to do with his MS getting better and his disability improvement. It was just that the obesity associated with his weakness in his lower limbs was making his mobility so much worse. And by losing weight, he improved his outcome or his, his mobility um, uh, spontaneously. So yes, I do think there are reasons why people with MS who are overweight uh, should lose weight. And uh, yes, I think there are sensitivities around how we bring up the conversation of being overweight or obese in clinic. So it's not to upset people. But I do think that uh, based on all of the evidence, obesity is a metabolic disease and needs to be treated as a metabolic disease and treated like that. It's not somebody's personal choice to be obese. You know, there are reasons why people become overweight and obese, and it's for us as the medical profession to address those and to help them. So I am not fat shaming or trying to insult people when I discuss lifestyle factors like uh, diet, loss of weight, exercise. And the reason why I'm doing it is to try and promote a, uh, a better outcome for my patients and for people with multiple sclerosis in general. So I would be very interested to hear from you uh, as people with multiple sclerosis, how you view the subject and what kind of advice uh, and what kind of experiences have you had that you can uh, share with the uh, uh, wider community uh, in terms of how you've coped with being overweight or obese and how you've lost weight. I think um, this platform is designed for sharing uh, experiences and the more we learn from each other, the better. So I hope you enjoy uh, this, this podcast and reading this uh, and newsletter. And uh, if you are a subscriber, paid subscriber, I'd like to thank you. Uh, I now have had a sufficient uh, income to start uh, developing the microsite. I'm going to create a MS Selfie uh, website that will be very well cur curated where people can go to it and find very well indexed topics for them to uh, read. Uh, so like a, basically an online textbook and obviously if we can get it into a, a, a good enough shape we may be able to produce a publication, an actual book for people to read. Also based on the previous uh, survey I've done, I think there needs to be a formal course or formal whatever it is where people can register and go through a formal uh, process where they do modules 
1 to 20, uh, have an assessment and uh, kind of understand MS in more detail. So that's also something that's going to come out of the uh, subpaid subscriptions uh, to the MSLFI uh, website. So if you um, are in, if you can afford it, please uh, become a paid subscriber. Um, we'll be using the, the funds raised from the subscriptions to support the website, first of all, and also to, to, to support the teaching course. I am looking into making uh, the possibility of one-off donations, which some people have requested, and hopefully I'll be able to come back to you within the next few days or week uh, about putting those uh, as options rather than having to do a monthly subscription. So thank you, and I, uh, I hope you uh, value the service this, uh, uh, these newsletters are providing.